Hi, Dave. Welcome back. Hi, Devora. It's nice to be back here, and uh, we have a great venue from where we're uh, podcasting today. Today feels like uh, just amazing. It's just so cool, right? Today's a great day. The weather is also wonderful, and we're in the middle of doing some really great stuff. Um, well, why don't you describe where we are right now? Okay, so right now we are sitting about a one-minute walk away from the Roche Surim Original Bakery. This is a beautiful built, a lookout built by the JNF that I don't think anybody really knows about. Um, I used to bring um, tour groups up here. I, as we were walking up, I'm like, hundreds of people have walked up here. It felt you're really actually, good. Actually, you're at thousands. You're yeah. a humble guy, but thousands of people have walked up to this yes. lookout spot to learn about what once was Kibbutz Ein Surim, but what we now know as Kibbutz Rosh Surim. Right. So I talked to them about that a little bit. The beautiful view from up here, where we have up here, we're right between... Um, the road from Hebron to Yerushalayim, Derech Havot, where the, you know, Avram takes the Akedah, Yitzchak to the Akedah. We're literally looking at that road right now. Really, you're not only looking at that road, you have a view of Rosh Tzurim, where we're sitting, and then, I think that must be Alon Shvut. Elazar and Neve Daniel. Alon Shvut, Elazar, Neve Daniel. Meaning, it's really, it's really beautiful. It's gorgeous up here. And we're sort of here as, uh, we're, we're escaping. Well, why are we here today? So, meaning, in the in the only the very best of ways, we decided to do this donut pop-up shop here in Rosh Tzurim, because I think that I've forgotten how much I just love this space. Yes, this is, it's a, it's a beautiful store, it's a beautiful place, and a, a great people. Um, like, superheroes always have origin stories, like where they came from. Um, so I wonder if bakers can have origin stories. I wonder if we're superheroes. <laughs> I do not wonder about that at all. Um, but um, this is our origin, meaning this is where we came from, this is where we put down roots. This is where it all started. And the truth is that when Corona started, we shuttered this place. We weren't using it, but we kept paying rent and kept paying rent and kept paying rent. And finally, we were like, um, let's try this out. Let's just try this pop-up shop where the only thing that we do are donuts, donut holes. That's been a really big success. Milkshakes, coffee. Like, let's just try it and see what it works like, what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, just like one week. I think you phrased it great. Like, first week of the summer, we're open till 11 at night. We're open for five days. And... Um, Let's see what happens. Yeah. And it's been like, I always thought like this week, like I'd jump back and forth between Efrat and Rosh Tzurim. Like I'd keep going back and forth. And I find that like more and more I'm just staying in Rosh Tzurim. Like I'll like check in in Efrat in the morning and then I'll just sort of gravitate here and I'll be like, maybe I'll be back in a little bit. But it's been, um, also it's been like homecoming. Like that's how it's really felt. Like all of our original customers who some, some of them come to Efrat, but a lot of them don't come to Efrat because it's so far away, that six minute drive. Right, I think it goes back to like people getting used to their backyard minyanim. Like, yeah. Like, why should I go to Shul? I, you know, I really don't want to go back to Shul, even though it's like a literally a two-minute walk. I really want to sit in my backyard. So uh -huh. it's the same thing here. Like, why should we drive to Afrat when like Rosh Srim is right here? Why'd you leave? Yeah, and also it's been like I can't explain how. I want to say it's like it's like the way grandparents love their their grandkids. Like that's how people like I feel that much love. Right. This here. goes back to something we discussed last time where like, you know, we didn't anticipate this, but we're it, it's really it's really um, it, Osher. Yeah. And yeah. that that people in the Gush are proud of Papa Melach. Yep. And also, like, one of the things that was so nice, sorry, one of the things that was so nice is like in the time that we were here, they built that pathway from also from Fartzion to Alonshvut and from Alonshvut to Rosh Stream. It's like a bike path, a walking path. And so all these like cute all these cute little kids are walking are walking here or biking here with little bags of eight shekels to get their donuts. 
Um, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Also, when I hang out here, like, there are just people that come. Like, I feel like the schmooze is a great schmooze here. It's good air. It's good. Uh, it's, 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 it's a really wonderful feeling. Yeah. yeah, we've had Beit Shemesh people come for the pop-up. Right now, we were just talking to a couple from Romema that met us when we did, you did a workshop for them five years ago. They just drove out now for donuts. It's just adorable. It's a great feeling. It's a really wonderful feeling. Meaning this is just the start. Meaning this was, donuts was like, let's try it for a week and see what happens. And the truth is, we're two and a half days in. I have no idea what happens. So far, it has exceeded expectations in a crazy way. Yes, it really has. Um, uh, people are coming in. That you know, even I, we left last night at about ten thirty, yeah. and uh, and Shira was uh, finishing closing up and starting to close up. And I think people came no, in. No, people uh, kept coming. Yeah. People kept coming. Um, what was really nice is um, there was like a box of donuts left. Tons of donuts made. There was a box of donuts left. And as she was driving home, um, she stopped to give it to um, Chayalim to soldiers at the corner. They're at Pinachama, which is this great. Um, volunteer-run um, cafe for soldiers in the area. And she just, like, at 11 o'clock at night, just gave them donuts. That feels like that's so who we want to be. That's so wonderful. But the truth is, you're right. Like, we weren't sure, and we still aren't sure, you know, if this is going to be successful. But for, for whatever reason it is, it, it feels nice. Right. We've been, trying to find, uh, we've been trying to find what to do with this beautiful space in Rosh Tzurim. Um, and this is the beginning of the answer, I think. I also think so. I mean, I would say to our limited podcast audience that I think our hope is, if this week goes nicely, that in two weeks we do another pop-up of something else. Meaning Declaude just started um, making, we're selling her homemade pasta sauces now, which if you live in the gush, I cannot recommend highly enough. Um, but maybe, you know, for a week we'll just do evenings, you know, from five until midnight of uh, pasta bars. Yeah, I think that's going to be fun. That's, I think I think especially a summertime evening pop-up restaurant is really cool. I think people are looking for something to do at night. Um, and then two weeks after that. Two weeks after that, I think after Tisha B'Av, I, I think we're gonna we're gonna go for this uh, pizza and beer, where we have the original Papamelch oven there. Well, let's call, before you call it the original Papamelch oven, I think you should call it the original David Katz in our backyard oven. Yes. Meaning that six-ton beauty was sitting in our backyard for over a year before it came here. But, yeah, let's, um, let's fire, fire it up. It up. <laughs> yeah, this thing has made breads. It has made matzah. It has made matzah during corona, which was very special. But also, it was kosher for Pesach at that time. Yes, now yes, it yes, seems please, like we might yes. be heathens. Yeah, we're good. We're, <laughs> the um, Torah says we're good. <laughs> it's made. A, we, we've made pizza in it on occasion, but I think it's time to learn... How to real really make a good Neapolitan pizza at high temperatures? Yes, and we have a couple of great um, great resources for pizza. Meaning, we love pizza, but that doesn't make us experts. But right, I would but say, Dikla owned a pizza shop. Our friend Joe Zander is a pizza whiz. Yes, and also I think, and uh, this is a really nice thing. Like being being in this industry for this for 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 this many years, we've made some wonderful connections with people in the industry that are thrilled to help out. Like, I have three people on speed dial that I could be like, hey, what am I doing wrong with pizza? How do I do this? What do you think? And like the, you it know. It feels like a weird flex. Like it's a, you're boasting something nerdy. But. <laughs> I'm boasting. No, I, I, one of the things that I enjoy about Papa, the, being in this business now is the, is, are the wonderful, beautiful people, knowledgeable, humble, beautiful, great people that we have on speed dial. I agree with that. 
Also, I want to say there's no the such thing as speed thing. dial anymore. So you could be like, whoa, they're on speed dial? No speed dial. But yes, you do have their phone numbers. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. I think you're your interactions in the food world are more significant than mine because I don't feel like I, I don't have the food knowledge and the understanding the way that you do, but I do truly appreciate when you and some of those people get together and just love each other and just love talking about things that you're passionate about together. Yeah, I, it's for me, it's the, the streets are paved, with, paved with, with gold and jewels and it's literally free for the taking, meaning there's so much knowledge and so much humility and care and dedication to creating a great product out there that you know it, it's it's just a wonderful yep we talk about humility a lot when you talk about specifically I think you and I are usually drawn to people who are humble and very smart but um, in general I would say a bakery an artisan bakery a sourdough bakery that in its essence has to be humble because essentially all you're taking are these very humble ingredients these simple ingredients flour, water, salt, and you're making bread. And I feel like and maybe this is why Roche Serum resonates so much with me, that over the years we've grown, thank God, you know, in such ways that we would have never, ever expected. But the basic is always, we're anchored in with that. So when we do donut pop-ups or we have, you know, an amazing restaurant and there are amazing foods going out all the time, but it really comes back. I really feel that we're anchored in by the concept of flour, water, and salt. Yeah, I think I think your mission's statement in a, in a business um, develops over time, or it doesn't develop, but I think it gets clearer over time. And I, it, 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 there's a very nice feeling to like, yeah, it's donuts, but it's donuts on our terms. Oh yeah, but no. also really good donuts. They're great donuts. <laughs> they're great donuts and they're wonderful donuts, but it's the way a donut should be made. No preservatives, no chemicals, no this, no that. We're, you know, we're, it's harder work and it's more labor, it's et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's literally time to make the donuts. They're there at 4 a.m. starting this. They are. I don't know that they love us so much this week. They seemed okay. <laughs> they seemed okay. I was like, oh, do you guys have time to come and see Roche Serene? Like, see where they're like, no, 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 you're making us make a million donuts. We don't have time. But, uh, yeah. Also, it feels, also, another thing that I'm appreciating is that I'm in Roche Serene, and I have no concerns with what's going on in Efrat. Like, I'm so confident in our team there that I'm like, no, you literally, I could spend a week getting this off the ground and hanging out here, and I know that things are going great there. No, it's, uh, again, it's this team of people that are committed to their work, to their product, and to the, to the bakery. Yeah, they take pride in it. I, I think it's, I think it's the, the engine upon which Papemach can run. I was talking about it a little bit the other day. I don't remember who I was talking to about it. Um, just the other day about um, when you can tell that a baker is going to stick. I think I put it on Instagram. <laughs> like, you can tell that a baker is going to stick if you watch them stop mid-shift, pull their cell phone out, and start taking pictures of the baguette that they just made or the loaf of bread that just came out. Like, once you see that they have buy-in, that there's pride in what they're doing, you're like, ah, you got it. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're up for it. Yeah, yesterday we had, uh, we had doctor's rounds where we took oh. all the bakers. Um, we had an opportunity to do this. We took all the bakers and we walked into the front of the store and they looked at all the all the breads, like this one and that one. Oh, this one could be shaped better. This one, oh, this one worked out great. Wow, look at that one. This one, oh yeah, this one, we could have done that. And it's like, uh, they're, they're really, and I didn't say anything. I like that there's this concept of like a teaching hospital. I also like the fact that so many people that work with us are on different stages of their journeys. 
where you, uh, you know, it, it is this teaching hospital and it's a place where knowledge, knowledge is transferred from people, seasoned, seasoned bakers, people with experience to the new people on the line. And they're, they're, they're watching how the, the, the seasoned people are like self-critiquing and adjusting. And they're like, you, you kind of see it, there, this awe in their eyes. They're like, wow, this, this person, these guys are really old. serious. They're old. <laughs> fine. Yeah, but they're serious. And they're, but they're, they're like, I never knew that they were like working at that level of... Well, also, you know, over the past month or two, you've taken a step back from the bench. And you really, I mean, your beard is getting a little whiter. I'm not going to lie. Um, and there's this vibe, I feel, of like, oh, you know, here, here's the guy who started it. He'll pop in and talk it out with you. Yeah, it's great. But it's also, you know, being able to be um, uh, half a step removed or a step removed from, uh, from the production really gives me this beautiful ability to kind of watch how knowledge is being transferred yeah. in the bakery communication between the teams between the dough people and the and the oven people how they can talk to each other and like this it, it's a really wonderful it's beautiful yeah i think that we're at the stage now i mean we just celebrated six that was our last podcast but i think that we're we're, we're in a different space yeah but it's it's interesting that like we get back to to being teachers that's funny we get back to being teachers and we're sitting in Rosh Tzurim. Yes. So I'm not sure how much has changed in all of this time. Wow, Dave, this is a little bit like therapy. Yes, podcasts are always therapy. When we frame it like that, it's true. Like, you do return to your roots of education. We do return to our roots, our origin story of Rosh Tzurim. And we, you know, rebuild and, you know, recreate and change things up and see what happens next. Uh, I totally agree. Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, everybody have a great day. Everybody's invited to Roche Stream this week for sure. We're here until Thursday night at 11 p.m. with donuts and milkshakes and coffee or any day in Efrat. Um, we'd love to see you. <laughs>